not disturb. Who uses that? That's a 40-year-old term. Oh, okay. Here we go with the age. Let's go ahead. We have somebody here from their 20s, 30s, and 40s. 50s, honestly. I can't even. The way this episode has taken a turn. She says to me earlier, Ricky, I like your desk chair. It's deceivingly comfortable. That must be because you're old and you need a No, that's not what I said. I said this is deceivingly comfortable. Then you're like, oh, wait. You started... A complaint about I the said it's uh, there's something about the way the rug underneath. I said, the desk oh yeah, you probably need some more support. You know what you're gonna need more support for? Being single. Be oh my god. Got it. Here we go. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today I am so excited because my friend Johnny's Priester is back, and we are tackling the topic of being single at the holidays. I don't even want to take another minute because it was such a good conversation. Let's jump right in right now. Welcome back to the Gnome Podcast. I am very excited to bring back a friend of the podcast, and I believe she is been on the podcast at least one other time. Maybe, I think it was, was it just one? Yeah, one. You only invited me once. Okay. One friend time. of the pod. <laughs> She's a friend of the pod, and she is a friend of God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Johnny's Priester back in the house. Give it up for her wherever you are. Yes. We are right now envisioning the, envisioning the, envisioning, envisioning the thunderous applause. Or the silence. <laughs> Johnny's, you've been on the podcast before, but for those who don't know you, will you tell them 30 seconds of who you are? Where do I even begin? 30 seconds. Start the rock clock. Um, I'm Johnny's Priester. Um, I go to Access Church. I um, have a dog named Samantha. I'm originally from Maryland, um, and I'm cool. And what do you do for work? I work at Kids Pack, Inc. So you are in the nonprofit sector, have been for some time. That's yeah. kind of what we talked about, I think, last time. Yeah, we talked about, I was working at Talbot House then. Okay, awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your dog, Samantha, and how you found each other. Well, I found her online. Sure. And honestly, the picture was deceiving. <laughs> I feel like I was catfished or oh, dogfished. You were dogfished? Because when I looked at the picture, I was like, oh my God, this dog is so cute. She's <gasps> so cute and little. She's still cute. Oh, okay. I thought she was little. Oh. I get to PetSmart because they're like, she's at the PetSmart. I adopt her from the SBCA. They're like, she's at PetSmart. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go there. I don't see the dog that I saw in the picture. Oh, no. And then I see a dog and I'm like, is that the same dog? It's like a whole dog. Yeah. And she's strong, right? She is. So she was really a roly-poly when I first adopted oh. her. So I got her in 2021. Okay. So we've been kicking it for two years. Um, she's awesome. probably peeing on the carpet right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Um, uh, anyway. Not me. <laughs> Ricky also raised his hand. That's a lie. Um, Johnny's, I wanted to bring you here today. In fact, this is going to be an interesting episode. We are now in the Christmas season, which is the most wonderful time of the year, but mm -hmm. always aware that not everybody feels that way about Christmas. Um, always wanting to talk about that in different respects. We know the holidays have different meaning for different people. Yeah. Um, I already on my heart have in mind to reach out to some that I know like just experience a loss at this time of the year or yeah. things like that. So, you know, always just a reminder for us friends listening that, uh, Remember in the midst of celebration that there are some that this is not going to be a happy season for mm -hmm. and to do your best to love. But brought Janice on today because I wanted to talk particularly about being single at the holidays. Wait, I'm single? <laughs> 
Oh, man. Okay, so you're single. But we wanted to talk about this because I really think that those of us who are maybe married could do better at the area of addressing singlehood, of um, loving our single friends, of being a support to them. And there's, I would assume, some great do's and don'ts. So Mm -hmm. let's jump in on it, okay? okay? What is there any level of... I'd say dread um, when you think about this time of the year approaching and spending it without a partner. Um, dread. It usually doesn't hit me until it's like, oh, it's Christmas, it's matching jammy time, or oh, it's Thanksgiving. Everyone's going to be with their families, so I don't think. Uh, probably, I would say this probably. I can only speak for myself. Sure. I think there is a certain level of like anxiety. And it's kind of like, okay, let's just get through the holiday season. Okay. I do think that it's different for different people who are single because there are different camps of single people. Mm -hmm. You know, single people who, many single people have their families and stuff. Yeah. There are some people who, like myself, aren't near their family. Yeah. So there's that different level of like, oh, this is going to be. And we're not talking about if you're like 16. If you're 16, you're supposed to be single. Yeah, if you're 16 and single, yeah. Settle down. Yeah, relax. (laughs) Your parents are buying you gifts. Yeah, settle down. And if you're you 16, be- you don't need to be dating. I'm saying this because I have a 16-year-old. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to comment because I don't want to impede on his love life. <laughs> there better not be a there love There better life. not be a love life, kid. <laughs> you better love Jesus and yourself. Okay, so we're talking more about, you know, after, say, college age. When yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. So keep going. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I just wanted to give that clarification. Yeah, no, that's a good clarification. Because, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're 16 or 12, this is not for you. No. It's not about you. Um, So, yeah, I think there's a certain level of like, I think sometimes I've talked to people and it really doesn't sink in until you're around other people with their families Mm, or you start to get Christmas cards and things like that. Then it's like, oh, another year. Mm. That type of thing. Do you think it's um, like an expectation issue? Like where maybe last Christmas you go, I want to by next year. Mm. be in a relationship like something like that I do think there is a certain level of like um expectation or just like disappointment of oh I didn't expect this to happen another year okay sure because it's like yeah like this time last year I wasn't like you know what I can't wait to be single again next Christmas yeah <laughs> absolutely like that's a absolutely. gift to myself I mean it's a, it's a gift singleness yeah. is a gift from God sometimes you like a gift receipt to take it back but <laughs> singleness is a gift from God okay so that feels like a line that is forced upon single people it is and then you want to ask them, well, I didn't ask for this gift. Yeah. Why do you get the gift of marriage and I get the gift of singleness? Right. I don't understand that. I, I married pretty young, but I do remember somebody saying to me, oh, God picked just the right person to give cancer to because he knew you oh had such a good God. attitude. Oh and God. I was like, I, <laughs> what? Bruh. I was like, you, so you're saying you think I was born. He's like, God was like cancer. That one. Yeah. You think I was born with the predisposition to that have a good attitude in cancer? Why? I'm like, because that was a choice, honey. So, first of all, let's just get that out of the way. Let's yeah, talk let's, about dumb things people say. Yeah, dumb people, dumb things people, dumb people. I'm sorry, not dumb people. Well, hmm? dumb uh, things people say. Well, that is wild. God chose you for cancer. That's but like crazy. Somebody saying to you, oh, your singleness is a gift. I don't necessarily even disagree with the statement. I just don't know that a married peace person needs to tell a single person. No, because what, what do you know about if you were married young? No offense to you. Yeah, no, no. But if you were married at 18, how are you going to tell me it's a gift when I'm 32? Right. Because you're like, it's a gift. You should enjoy it. Cherish these moments. Or right. or sometimes I have had friends that say like, or I've had friends share that they've been told like, well, you know, 
if you had kids, you'd be tired. Mm. And people are like, well, wow. I'd prefer to be tired with a child than tired and alone. Yes. Or um, saying something like, oh, well, you're lucky. You don't have to hear somebody yeah. snore next to you or something. And you're yeah, like, it's like, oh, wow, what an inconvenience. Yeah. You're like, I'd really like the opportunity yeah. to get annoyed by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I do think that they, I think it's all well intentioned. Yeah. Or it'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah. Just don't know what that means. Yeah. People, or people like don't want it too much. It's going to happen yeah. when you, you're like, oh, okay. You're like, okay, so yeah, now I got to pretend I don't want it. Or, you know, <laughs> there's also, and this is super controversial a lot of times, that, you know, God has somebody for you. I just know it, mm. but you don't know it. Yeah. And that's not mm. guaranteed. Wow. And I think that's what makes singleness challenging mm. is you don't know when or if yeah. it will end. Yeah. Well, it's like the people that say like everything happens for a reason. Oh Yeah. But does it? Yeah. They, I, I have watched people tell that to people in singleness, people in terrible life situations mm-hmm. like, like sorrow where it's like, oh, everything happens for a reason. And that's like. What the heck? Like, well, yeah. I hope that happens to you because it's not me. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, yeah, like, that's, that's not what not the heck? reason for me. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't know the reason. I think people just yeah. look to placate the situation yes. the best way that they can. 100%. Because it comes from a good place. Yes. But when you don't know how to say, when you don't know what to say or how to say something, you just use these fillers. Mm. And it's kind of like, even as Christians, when we use Christianese. Yes. And yes. these misplaced scripture yes um yes and it actually causes more harm than it is helpful but i know that it comes from a good place and and for some people you know it did take time for me to get to a place of understanding okay they mean well when they say mm. this but I love other that people you don't said that it shows your graciousness as a person because i've seen not for singleness again not trying to compare in any way i'm just yeah, saying yeah. like when people i do think are uncomfortable yeah. they don't know what to say and i yeah. think like Listener, just hear and know, like, sometimes it is okay to say, I don't know why. Yeah. And I'm just sorry, and I love you. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, you ever... I don't get it. You ever go along somebody that's grieving, and, and mm-hmm. you know, instead of having to say, like, oh, well, God has a plan. It's yeah. like, come on, man. Like, like but- it's not time for God has a plan. Yeah. I believe he does. And I believe that, you know somebody who's lost someone, maybe they'll be able to look back in 10 years and say like, oh, yeah. this was when da-da-da-da, but right now ain't the time. Yeah, it depends. It's, it's a timing issue. It depends So would on it be better to say nothing then to say the wor- like the wrong thing kind of a thing? I think it depends on the person and your relationship with them. There yeah. are certain people I know who can say something to me that someone else would say and would have a different effect. Mm. Like, yeah. You can tell me I'm being stupid. <laughs> someone else told me that. I'd be like, first of all, how do you know that's my deepest insecurity (laughs) but i know that when it comes from a good place or a loving place we have that emotional um equity yeah and so you can say things to me and i know that it's coming from a place of love yeah so i think and those people should be fewer and further between yeah yeah. that shouldn't be everybody that's like you and samantha (laughs) It's like Samantha, and she's a great listener. She's terrible. She literally <laughs> watches me cry sometimes. Oh my goodness! Or actually, I'll be crying about something. I don't cry often. And nope. she looks at you like, "Get it together." You're like, she's wow. like, "I'm gonna go take a nap." <laughs> You're like, "But the fact I rescued you from yeah. a life of stray, and this is your third adoption. We don't want to go there, Samantha. But this is your third <laughs> adoption. I really want to, um, in a future podcast, go deeper into that. Ah, yeah, we can. We totally can. What a redemption story. <laughs> Talk about Hosea mm, and his Gomer. Yeah. Yes. Prostitute wife. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Note for the audio, Ricky's Ricky, mouth just dropped open. Have you open. read the Bible? It's the story of Hosea <laughs> and his wife, the Lord. Anyway. Didn't she watch Redeeming Love? No. Oh, Actually, heard it was spicy. Heard it was real spicy, so maybe okay. don't watch that. Listen, we're way off topic now. But I'm I, sorry, back on I track. I saw Redeeming Love with a friend and her daughter. Bruh. And we were like this Christian movie, and I was like, <laughs> wait a second now. What a minor. I ain't never intended to see a kissing scene to Lauren Daigle. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but somebody recently told me they're like, "Yeah, it was real spicy." It is. I said I read the book, but it wasn't that spicy. Sure. The book. You're like, I'm gonna have to go back for that. I um, was like, I can't do that singleness. I gotta guard my heart and <laughs> oh eyes. Stay on the straight and narrow. <laughs> okay, back We're on really the track. jumped off. No offense to anybody out there that that's your favorite movie, but it's a great book. Um, okay, so. In that, in that sometimes knowing it's maybe not a time you look forward to in the same way. Mm-hmm. What are some of the best things? We'll start positive. What are some of the best things that <laughs> have happened good things? to you as a single person involving holidays? Like other things, excuse me, in ways that people have just gotten it right. Or a time oh. you think back in your singleness that has been like a great holiday. Oh, that's a, jeez, I feel like this is a deep question. Are there any? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Good question. Are there any? I think that there have been people who definitely, I can think back to seasons. And I was even thinking about yesterday, thinking about this yesterday. I was like, dang, like when was the last time I had a Christmas where I like sat down on Christmas morning and woke up and was like, oh, there's gifts for me under the tree. Mm. Um, And that doesn't happen often also just because of my family situation. Um, But there have definitely been, I can think back to a couple of Christmases where people have like adopted me into their family. Mm. And it's been this season of my life where I have really leaned into that more um, because it is uncomfortable yeah. going to someone else's family's house. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, I think there's a lot of us out there, um, like I've brought people in on different holidays and things, but then you like worry, like, does this feel in any way uncomfortable to people? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, It's for sure uncomfortable, but I don't yeah. think that that should stop you from inviting them. Okay, yeah. Because That's- I feel like... um what happens is I, I have, contrary to popular belief, I do have social anxiety. There's a popular belief. There's a popular about be- your lack of social. Yeah, anxiety? there's a popular belief that I am just this magnetic, totally vibrant. I don't know. Vivacious was the word. Vibrant. Vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> like I am just this extroverted, yeah. social person. I know how to be extroverted. Okay. I have social anxiety, so I sometimes feel that anxiety mm. when I'm going into places. I was going to say, is that like a nightmare for you then to be I like... I would say a nightmare. It's okay. uncomfortable. Okay. But uncomfortable things, just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And can you still enjoy it? Yeah. I will say like, it's uncomfortable when like you get invited like, and they're like, oh yeah, totally come over. And then like, they're doing like a whole gift exchange and they're like, oh yeah, we got you a gift. And it's like a calendar from last year. Like that has oh, happened to me before. No. It was just like that a- exact thing happened. Maybe when, it wasn't a calendar, but it was like a hodgepodge of things. No. And I'm like, this definitely was just like in your office cabinet. <gasps> and I felt, I didn't <laughs> like complain like, what the heck is this? It's but, like a opened bag of shredded cheese. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some M&Ms with Which hairs honestly, on them. honestly, in this economy. In this economy, that's a gift. But there have been moments where it was like, it, it was uncomfortable. It, I think it's uncomfortable for me mm. because it, there's a lack of sense of belonging. Okay, okay. Because this isn't my family. Yeah. 
and I do feel welcomed, but I yes. don't feel like I belong. Sure. That's really, I think, an important differentiation. Yes. And I yeah. think that's what happens is when you go to somebody's house, you, you feel welcomed. Um, but there is that lack of belonging. And then there's that grieving mm-hmm. because you can't experience this in the same way that they're experiencing it intimately with the people that yeah. are in their family. That makes sense. But you still enjoy it. Like, I don't look back and think like, oh, probably should have never went there. Yeah. I mean, maybe once or twice. I probably, mm, yeah. probably should have made that Thanksgiving stop. <clears throat> okay. So those, like, in some ways you got it right. We talked about, like, in ways that it happened good. I mm-hmm. think we kind of already inadvertently touched on the ways yeah. people have gotten it wrong. Would it, would another way, way that people have gotten it wrong would be just to, like, not do it at all? Like, not Sometime, extend an invite at all or not? Uh... I think it also depends on the person. I spent last Christmas by myself. I was very content until about 6 p.m. Then I was like, I'm still by myself. Mm. And I think as you go along the day, yeah. like the morning, you're like, this is great. I can sleep. I can do whatever right, I right, want. Right. I tried to match with Samantha. She wasn't having it. She had an attitude because she didn't get gifts. In this economy, baby. get gifts? First of all, in this economy, baby girl. <laughs> second of all, she peed on my carpet how many times? I'd go buy a carpet cleaner. That is your gift. Merry Christmas. So much judgment of the carpet peeing. The the, the apartment <laughs> complex will be judging us when we move out. She's like, I'm just trying to get my deposit back. <laughs> exactly, Samantha. But um, there have been times. What was the question again? <laughs> I had lost track. I said, was it? Is it better to not do it at all then, or is oh, that no, a way uh, people have gotten it right or wrong? I think that's. I think it's that you can get it. Right. I think getting it wrong would be judging me if I don't show up. Okay. Yeah, making me feel guilty if I don't show up because yeah. then I feel like. Now I owe you something. I think there's also that sense of like, oh, I feel like I, I owe this person something. Mm. Like, and I think if you have if you have relationships with people, my advice would be to if you know someone in your relationship with them, invite them. Yeah. Now, if you know of someone who's lonely, yeah, and you don't necessarily have a relationship with them, I would invite them too. I mean, even this year, I knew of somebody who's here for the first time by themselves, and I said, you know what? Instead of going somewhere, if you want, you can come over. Instead of me going somewhere, you can come over to my place. Mm-hmm. They didn't come over. I wasn't mad at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you tell those of us like listening, like me included, who, you know, you have family plans, you have things on Christmas, but you want to help those around you who maybe are feeling loneliness or feeling a sense of, like you said, not belonging. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the best Things Now, granted, we know this is not going to be universal to everybody because like of you course. said, maybe some people are extreme extroverts and they're like, I'll go anywhere, I'll party it up, yeah. like whatever. And then maybe there's some people that are like, like you said, like, honestly, Christmas by myself doesn't sound terrible. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, but is there something that, you know, you feel like is a important do for those of us wanting to be sensitive to that? Um, it's going to sound super spiritual and I do love the Lord. So cool. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking news. Um, I think being attuned to the Holy Spirit. That's so good. Because I think sometimes I have needs yeah. that I'm not aware of that the Holy Spirit will know needs to be met through you. Yeah. Um, and there's sometimes I have needs that I'm not going to be open or confess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Holy Spirit can lead you. I One thing that came to mind as you were asking is maybe instead of inviting someone over for you know, to hang out with the family, maybe do something one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe make it a group thing. Yeah. Maybe do something that way or maybe connect them with somebody else yeah. who you think might be someone they would connect with and have a good time with. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think being attuned to the Holy Spirit because that, again, that's going to cover all the bases because I can't, I don't, for me, 
<clears throat> people sometimes have to force me out of my house. So yeah. this Christmas, they were like, if you don't go here on Christmas Eve, you in trouble. And I'm like, but I'm grown. And I do what I want. And I pay my own bills and taxes. I have a dog. I have a dog who pees on my carpet. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. That's a really big thing for me, Samantha. <laughs> We're going to unpack more of that later. Please. But um, I think, yeah, I think, um, or just ask, like, hey, what do you want to do for Christmas? Or yeah. Do you have plans for Christmas? And then it's up to that person if they'll really tell us. Yes. It's more yeah. of extending mm-hmm. the invitation, yeah. opening the door. I mean, being attuned to the Holy Spirit is never bad advice. It's never. It's so much... Um, in my life recently, I've learned like, wow, Lord, are you even having space in my life to speak if you wanted mm-hmm. to? Because I'm so distracted. I'm disassociating. I'm doing all these things. and like, Disassociate? You want to talk about that? Yeah, you know. Those nights, I'm like, I can't think anymore. I'm going to mm-hmm. scroll Instagram. Um, but it's yeah. it's so real. And it's, it's such good advice because there might be something God is putting on your heart. I'm praying, even as you listen to this podcast now, mm-hmm. maybe a person that God's bringing to your heart, maybe someone God's bringing to your mind, maybe an outreach, and maybe it's singleness, maybe it's a family that doesn't have a lot, but they're too mm-hmm. ashamed to ask or something. But if the Holy Spirit speaks it, what a win-win, yeah. you know, because it not only um, encourages your faith to act upon that, but it could be the answer to prayer that somebody else needs mm-hmm. um, that they haven't even vocalized maybe yeah and i feel like like you said it doesn't just have to be a single friend it could like you said it could be maybe i don't know i I have friends who are single moms Mm. and christmas is probably harder for them too not only do they not have a partner yeah but they also have this child that they can't provide the you know traditional christmas for yeah you know and just being tuned to the holy spirit of whoever you can reach this christmas i know like for myself like um i for sure didn't grow up in the best of circumstances and I grew up in poverty and 95% of the Christmases I can remember were probably gifted or donated. Mm. Like I remember us living in people's basements wow. and giving, we, they would give us like used gifts. And I'm saying 95% because as I think back, my family, I have five sisters and one brother. We all had the same parents and I'm just one person and it's mm-hmm. expensive to live. Yeah. To have seven kids. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way that all those gifts were just yeah. purchased. Mm. Um, and I can think back to my favorite Christmas. Um, we didn't even have enough money f- to get a Christmas tree. Mm. And my mom took some Christmas lights from the previous year and she made a tree out of lights on the wall. Oh. And she gave us each like $5 and we went to the dollar store and purchased each other gifts. Yes. And then on Christmas morning, our dad surprised us with one gift wow. from like Toys R Us. Wow. Um, and so it's like small things. I think yeah. small intentional things like yeah. creating new traditions. I know one of my friends, she's single. She's like, this year I want to have, instead of, since I don't have a family to take Christmas cards, photos with, I'm going to take it with my friends. I love that. Um, Get those JCPenney awkward ones. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. But yeah, doing stuff like that. I love that. I love that idea. And again, I would never try to even give advice, but I do love the idea of creating your own traditions and yeah. saying, oh, we're going to look at Christmas lights. You know, it doesn't cost yeah. money, but it's like, well, you it know, doesn't. and um, things like that. And I think that uh, this has been excellent. I hope, friends, that as you're listening, you will continue this conversation, yeah. um, that you'll speak to someone maybe this week in your life and ask them their take on it and how you can best uh, bless them this year. Um, hopefully not be one of those terrible stories, giving away old cheese yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but no calendars or Yeah, cheese. no calendars. Um, but trying to really let the Lord uh, minister through you. Christmas is no exception. Mm-hmm. If we get too much in our own heads and so about our own selfishness, we'll miss it. And truly do not mean this as a cliche, but the best 
best, best gift in the world is to give. It truly is. It so, is. Um, so I appreciate you, your honesty, your candor. And um, I hope if you're listening and this is something you're struggling with, that you will reach out this Christmas season and that God is going to um, put you on someone else's heart as well. So, Shawnee, thanks for being here. Anytime. And we will be right back with more of the Gnome Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Known Podcast. My special thanks to Johnny's for being with us. I really hope you guys will take some time to pray about what we talked about at the end and let the Holy Spirit speak to you this holiday season about a way that God wants to use you. Please never forget that you are loved and known by God, and we'll see you next time.